This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, author of One Rental at a Time. And something I'm working very hard on the last couple of months. I'm hoping, hoping, fingers crossed, to get it out in early January, but we shall see, is another online course where we introduce a couple of key topics. The first one, and really the main concept of the course, is going to be What is your financial health score? As you will see momentarily, I believe there are five ranges that you could be in, anywhere from doomed to the 1%. We're going to go through each one here in a moment. We're going to share with you the math. Why not? In addition to that, we are going to talk about net income, spending, discretionary, or what I call freedom dollars. We're really going to get into this. We're going to promote talking about money. We're going to help you talk to your kids about money, turning price into time, all kinds of good things. But let's talk about the financial health score. As I'm working on this, as I'm playing with the math, and I'm realizing that I was at different points in my life across this curve, I think all the amazing stuff we have already done today with the book, the course, all of those things, There's a chance that in five to 10 years, I am best known for producing the financial health score. And if if that's true, all good. Because really what we're talking about here is we're really trying to help you get to exceed the middle class. When you look at this score, you will see that the end goal or the highest ranking is the 1%. And you could see throughout this, it's not about income. It is a heck of a lot more about spending. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up right now. And one of the things that I hope happens in this is that this becomes something that we use, we talk about. And again, if we can use it to strengthen the middle class, the middle class gets bigger it understands what's going on. We stop becoming prey to consumerism. We stop being fancy. We stop trying to impress others. Hey, that won't be a bad thing. I, uh, I can leave this world happy, right? If we are putting out something that, you know, makes the middle class stronger, makes America stronger, and hopefully, hopefully makes the world stronger. Because again, if we can collapse the difference between the 1% and the bottom, and we make the middle stronger. I think that's a worthwhile goal. I think that's something that should be strived for. And I think it's something we can do together. Talk about money, look at what's going on in your family. And let's have that conversation. So again, if you don't know already, here it is. I'm still playing with the names, the names of each category may change. But this is your financial health score. It is a mathematical equation. 
it basically takes your net income minus your monthly expended expenditures that equals your freedom dollars, right? You take your freedom dollars divided by uh, your income and you produce a score. If you're less than zero, you're doomed. What that means is your bills are 200 and your income is 150. You're going backwards. Razor's edge means you're, you're one mistake, you're one hiccup, you're one uh, flat tire, you're one toothache from being in trouble. Slippery slope, I call it that because I think you're the target, right? You're the target. You get the new credit cards, you get the new cars, you get fancy stuff, and pretty soon you go from slippery slope to razor's edge because consumerism consumes your dollars. The quietly comfortable. These are the folks that you don't even know. These are the folks I think that are in the millionaire next door. They just live below your means. If you've ever read this book, and actually I have it here. I should have had it out. Nope, the other one. I have two books by him. The Millionaire Next Door. I was actually lucky enough to get it autographed. How cool is that? Sometimes it pays to have a YouTube channel. Pretty cool. Thank you. Uh, but again, these are the millionaire next door. They, they live below their means. They're quiet, right? They never made a lot of money. There's teachers, policemen. They're just quiet. And then there's the 1%. These are the people that either make ungodly amount of money, think Graham Stephan, meet Kevin, or they live modestly or think both, right? I did math for Graham Stephan once. I think he was a 93 or a 92, just amazing. Makes oodles of money, has barely any expenses. Graham Stephan is someone we should all strive to be, right? The 1%, just amazing. But let's talk about each category because I think if you recognize where you are and if you take the course and you do your math and you find out where you are, I think it tells you something. And again, I look at this as someone who's been in all five places. So if you're in the doomed category, if you are zero, less than zero, a negative number, the first rule is stop digging. Stop digging. Stop spending. You need to immediately and aggressively cut out your wants. Stop. Stop going out. Stop everything. Stop. Pay your rent, put gas in the car, pay for your phone, but stop. You've got to get out of zero. That's not a good place to be. The other thing you could do is, darn, get a part-time job. I've had more than one, two, three jobs before. One way to get out of zero is increase your income, right? Increase your income. Get a raise, get a promotion, get a bonus. Get a second job. If you're doomed, work seven days a week. You don't have to do it forever, but you got to stop digging. You got to get out of the hole. And sometimes you just got to make more money. You also should review your needs. Maybe what you're calling a need, others would call a want. Generate a list of your needs. Tell somebody else, do you need Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and Disney Plus? I'm not sure. Review your needs. The other thing is pay down high interest debt. Maybe it's the interest debt that's getting you. I don't know, but if you are in the doomed category, you're stressed, you're unhappy, stop digging. Number two, razor's edge. I spent a lot of my childhood here without ever knowing it. 
My parents did a decent job of hiding it from us, but in hindsight, you kind of see it. Uh, you have to acknowledge where you are. And while your bills are paid, you're getting by, you're, you're okay. It's that fear of, I remember one time getting a flat tire and having to you know, get a tow truck and do all of that stuff. I remember that being an event and not fun. Um, it's just little things could come out of nowhere and smack you. I think if you're in the razor's edge, to quote Gary Vee, you should stop being fancy. Cut your wants. Razor's edge is uncomfortable. And it is called razor's edge because if it, you miss, it hurts. It hurts badly. You may have some high interest rate debt. Again, look for ways to pay that down. And you know what? A second job or maybe curating a side hustle is not a bad idea. Again, add income on top. Slippery slope. This is probably where many of my followers are. You are, you know, you you need to understand where you are and you need to understand you are the target for more debt. You get credit card offers in the mail. You get car advertisements. You may want to get a new home. You're comfortable. You got a little something, something left at the end of the month. But you could do better. I think you should evaluate your wants. Again, using an earlier example, do you really need four streaming services when two could do? I think slippery slope is so dangerous because you're so close to being quietly comfortable, right? Getting to 40 is that magic number. And then momentum really builds. When you're on the slippery slope, realize you can go both directions. And it is slippery, so it's easier to go down than up. That's why I called it slippery slope, because you can go up, it's just harder. It's easy to go down. Quietly comfortable. These are the people that are comfortable being comfortable. They don't need to live fancy. They probably don't have the nicest car, the nicest clothes, but they're saving or they have discretionary money. I think they're saving, but they don't have to in my formula. Simple math says if you net 10 grand, you have 4,000 left over to do whatever you want. That's a 40. The you know, same thing is if you make 1,000, you have 400 left over. You're a 40. If you make, what would it be? 100,000 and have 40,000 left over, you're a 40. It just, it's just math. I want you to realize if you get here, congratulations. Don't celebrate. Don't, don't go out and do something silly and pull yourself backwards. That would be a shame. But make some memories. You know, you've earned it. This is hard. Not a lot of people get here. I would guess 10 to 15% of people are here, maybe 18. I bet you it's less than 20. This is hard. We live in a consumer-based economy. We are hit with thousands of ads a day. The quietly comfortable don't even see them anymore. They just go on by. I suggest if you're here, make some memories. Make some memories. And that doesn't mean spend money. It might, but make some memories. We only get one go around. Smile more, take some pictures, celebrate, have fun. Don't just be a miser and go to 
you know, be buried. You're not going to be buried with your money. If you're here, please make some memories. Something else I would ask you to do because you are in the top 20%, look for ways to impact others. And that does not have to mean charity. I do not want you to read this and think I'm going to give away my money. By no means. I think if you're quietly comfortable, your impact is you providing coaching, helping, talking about money, spending, not being fancy, all of these things. And lastly, you know what? You've earned it. If you have a want, go get it. Congratulations. Go get it. And then finally, the 1%. Man, wow, the 1%. Make a lot, don't spend a lot. Amazing. Keep it up. Graham Stephan, you're my hero. Make as many memories as you can because you can't get it back. Time. Time is the only thing you can't get back. They haven't fixed that yet. And I would ask if you get here, help others. If you can pull 10 people up, get them thinking, get them on the way to the middle class. If everybody did that, we would be stronger. The world would be a safer place. The reason we have a lot of wars and hate is because there is such a big gap between the 1% and everybody else. Let's talk about it. Let's realize what's going on. Let's make the middle class stronger, bigger. And this is not just a US thing. Let's make the world's middle class better. Why not? What, why, why? That'd be a pretty good goal. In the end, your financial health score is what you are today, but it will change. It'll change. It could change theoretically month to month. It usually changes with adjustments in income and then adjustments in monthly debt, monthly expenses. So again, something I put together, the financial health score, I'm really trying to talk about money, spending, freedom dollars. This should be a worldwide phenomenon. I think if we go after this together, we talk about money. We don't, we, we give up keeping up with the Joneses, being fancy, being stupid, save, help others, encourage others, talk about money, spending, investing side hustles. It's all good. And again, I see nothing wrong with trying to set up a goal of making the middle class bigger, stronger. And if it is, we will have less wars. We will have less hate. That's what I think. Let me know what you think. Leave comments below. Take care.